you need to write on one column what you think your messaging is for your product, what you think your value proposition is for your product, who you think your target customer is for your product, and what people would use, what people would say to describe your product on one side of it. On the other side, the other column is the feedback you get from people. What actually do people say when you ask them those questions? How do you get value from my product? How would you describe my product? Who, is, who would be a perfect customer for your product? And then compare those side by side and continuously do that. That will lead you down the path of one, we know who we're selling to, we know how to talk to them, we know what's important to them, and we know what how to describe our product. everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Expert. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, Ray McKenzie. And uh, Ray, we're going to be talking a lot about product messaging. So kind of what you should be thinking about product messaging, how to get there, how to nail down what you do, how you do it, kind of pr or provide that value proposition. Also, maybe uh, discuss a little bit about uh, product development and enhancements and uh, what you should be considering there. And then also what makes uh, the most sense for product development, how, you know, doing that with different clients and, and how you should be uh, tackling that. So a lot of great discussion and looking forward to it. And with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Ray. All right. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for having me again. Good to talk hey, to you. When you're my on. pleasure. Always, always a, a good, uh, good conversation. So um, with that, you know, before we dive into it, and for those that didn't uh, catch your uh, episode on the inventive journey, um, kind of introduce yourself a bit to the audience, take a couple minutes and let them know kind of why you have experience in this uh, area and what your background is. And then we'll dive into the topics at hand. Definitely. So uh, Ray McKenzie, I'm founder and managing director of Red Beach Advisors, which is a technology management consulting company and then founder and CEO of Starting Point, which is a workflow management and customer operations platform for consulting companies and service-based agencies. And so my background spans more than 20 years, primarily working in technology and cybersecurity companies across various areas of service delivery, um, product strategy, product management, um, product marketing, uh, business operations, gosh, professional services, Kind of run the gambit in terms of large and public companies all the way down to early stage startup companies um, and uh, with my background i've seen a, i've worked with a lot of large companies and products that have kind of you know to a certain extent kind of died off a little bit or flatline and then i've worked in companies where the products are kind of moving upwards and on the upward slope and being adopted more and so uh, you know, interested to talk to your audience specifically around product messaging, you know, what's worked for companies I've worked with, what's worked for my startup starting point, um, and also how we kind of moved about developing what our messaging was and how we came to reach where we're at right now. Oh, I think that that definitely uh, makes sense and uh, is a great background and is a great uh, a great introduction. So with that, let's uh, dive into the, the topic at hand, which is kind of, or it is product messaging. And I think that, uh, you know, it's one that's talked about a good amount. And yet people oftentimes don't know 
how to actually get towards implementing it. In other words, yeah, I understand my product should have a message and people need to know why they should buy it or, you know, what we're offering. And yeah, on the other hand, there's a lot of businesses knowing that you're having that in mind that still fail on product messaging or people don't get that message or it doesn't come across clearly. And so if you're saying, especially for a startup or a small business, hey, Here's, you know, product message is important, got it, check mark. But now how do we go about actually doing it? What are some of the things that on the kind of how to get started or what people should be considering as they get to work on the product messaging? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, the first thing people have to understand is while they're building the product, they have a vision of it themselves. Um, it's, it's very similar to the person who cooks and makes and eats their own food. You know, you obviously feel that your food is good. You cooked it. You understand what it is. You understand how you made it. You feel that it's great. However, when you try to share it with other people, that same message may not always be received the same way. And so you have to figure out, okay, how do I get everyone else to understand what I've made? How do I get everybody else to easily digest why this is important, why this drives value, and how this can help you. And, and some of those things don't always correlate. You know, when you're the product builder, you're the company founder, you, you automatically know you more than likely are the expert in many different areas surrounding your business. However, a majority of your customers may only know a piece of what you're building, or they may not be an expert in the area and they're just looking for help. And so how do you really translate your value proposition, your product into their language? And that takes a bit of time. That's not always easy to do. And so for us, you know, one of the things I've always done throughout my career working with legacy products as well as new products and, and going through this journey as a startup founder myself is interviewing people. You know, that's been the best thing I could do, which is you build the product, you show the product to people, you digest their questions and record their questions or write down their questions. And then you ask them to tell you how to describe your product and what it does and how it benefits them. Then if you go through that process, then it becomes relatively easy to kind of guide and take those messages and understand them. And sometimes you're going to talk to people that just don't understand it and they may not be your, pro your product market fit. They may not be the person who would use your product. But the more people you talk to allows you to narrow who you're selling to, who understands it, and how they describe your product. No, and I think that that's a great point. And, you know, oftentimes the best way to find out what people think, if they understand your messaging and your product, and that is, is going out and talking with them and, and describing it to them and seeing. And, and also, you know, I think one thing is the first time or two, you, you're even more than first time or two, that you're going to describe your product. You're probably, your messaging isn't going to be as good as you think it is, or people aren't going to grasp it as easily, no matter, you know your product well, but conveying that information is going to be, is going to be a much different task because now you have to simplify it. And I think attorneys in the field that I work in are horrible about it in the sense that, yeah, they are very expert. They know, uh, you know, their various areas of law and yet conveying why a, a somebody needs a patent or a trademark or why you're, you're able to help somebody through a divorce or immigration law or tax law or whatever, 
is it's a much different skill set to be able to explain that to people as to what your services are and how you do or what services you provide and why they need them as opposed to just knowing the actual you know how to do the work and so i think that that getting out and talking with people is definitely a great area to or to go so yeah let's right now. For, oh, go ahead. for us to you know for one thing we went through as an early stage company and this is a failure of ours obviously we built the product we thought we had the right messaging we you know, we had went out, we built the product, we talked to people who understood the product more in depth. And the one question we didn't ask was how you would describe our product. Mm -hmm. So out of all the interviews and all the demos when we were going through kind of our, our beta phase of our product, it was more so a, hey, does this feature look right? Or do you see value in this? Or Hey, are we are things positioned right within the product? Does this make it easy to use? Instead of describe our product to us or explain the problem we're solving. And so we went through a process of going through all those early interviews. We did probably about 150. Um, then we thought we had our messaging down. Our product was relatively solid. You know, we launched our MVP. Next thing you know, we go out, we do a digital marketing campaign with our first messaging. It absolutely bombs and fails. And, you know, it generated maybe two leads out of however long we ran it out of two weeks. And it just didn't go well, it just didn't. So we stopped it, you know, and it just was like, hey, we're missing the point here. We're missing something. Um, and then I had a couple of conversations with some of the people that we interviewed before. And I, I listened to an interview somebody did, and they were like, you should just ask, how would people describe your product and the problem it solves? And once we, once we went back to that original control group of interviewees, that led us down the path of where we're at right now, which is solving the disconnected workflow experience for consultants. And those interviews and that feedback was it was important now granted it didn't happen overnight this took a matter of six nine months to try to work through messaging work through refining work through our value proposition working through these interviews and talking to people you know and it doesn't happen overnight and more than likely if you're starting a business opening a company you know developing a product developing a service it's going to go through multiple iterations of how you're going to get to that. And it's going to continuously change. And our product is still changing because it's really early in our process. You know, we're a year and a half to market. So it's one of those things to where it just takes time. It takes iterations. It takes talking to people. It takes control groups. It takes interviews. It takes, you know, getting some hard criticism at time. And that makes your business, your product, and your messaging all that much better. No, and I think that that definitely makes sense. And I'd certainly agree with that. But now, one thing that I would uh, or kind of throw out as a question to you is you kind of have two cent or two odds or two ends of the spectrum that people oftentimes operate on, as a, especially you know, first time startup, small business, but even sometimes experience, which is on the one hand, you say, I am the customer or I'm going to go with my gut or I know the marketplace and they don't do any product, you know, feedback. They don't get any messaging. They don't get any asking people questions. 
And then you have the other extreme, which is you have people that are forever kind of just telling the idea and asking people what they think, but they never actually get started in building and they never actually get things going because they're always getting more feedback and tweaking the idea and tweaking the messaging. And they never have to actually build and sell it because they don't want to get it wrong. And so they have kind of that fear of getting it wrong. And so they never actually do it. So kind of what is there a sweet spot or is there a way to balance to between getting no product feedback so you don't know if your messaging is working and also getting way too much to where you never actually get the product going. Any thoughts on how you balance that? I think I think you have to go in thinking mistakes are going to be made and adaptation is just part of the process. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think if you go into it as I've got to build just the perfect product, I've got to build um, the perfect messaging. I've got to have the perfect website. I've got to this, this, and this. Your your product, your service, your business is never going to be perfect in day one. It never is. And so if you understand that from the beginning, then you're able to adjust it accordingly from there, which is, okay, let me let me just get the baseline messaging in terms of what we're doing. Let's get some interviews. Let's build our product. Let's show our product to people. And let's have them kind of interview and let's go ask questions and they can figure out what the value proposition is and have them regurgitate that back to us. That's fine. But you don't, you want to continuously take feedback. That's something that you always have to do, but you can't build something from just your perspective and your lens, you know, talk to your customers, but also, like you said, there's that balance of, I've got to put something out, but I need to be willing to accept criticism and continuous feedback. And so I think that's one of the things that has worked well in our development is that even though we had a vision of what the product is, we continuously take feedback on every call that we are on regarding our product, you know, which is ask questions and tell me, tell me, give me an idea. Is there anything that can make our solution easier for you or any ideas? And that always allows us to add more features, more products, figure out what's going on, change our messaging. You know, we early on, we had people say, oh, I thought, our, I thought your product did this, but instead it does this. That's a flag, which is like, hey, our messaging isn't right. You know, or we had people say, and recently, since we've changed our messaging in the last four months, people have said, oh, this is exactly what we're looking for. Now, what questions, you know, whether it's using you guys as an example and what you've done or just in, in more in general, should you be asking? I guess two things, and I always try and avoid compound questions, but here we are. What questions should you be asking or, you know, how did you find out what is are they perceiving? But he, And then even more so or equally, you know, how are you asking those questions? Was it, were you calling your every single customer or client as they came on board and, and regular check-ins? Was it more of an email follow-up? Was it asking for reviews? Was it asking for feedback? Or kind of how did you, what questions did you ask, but also how did you go about asking them or, or, or interacting with the clients? Yeah, the how we executed was through demos and live conversations. Um, we didn't really do the survey bit as much, um, the survey or email bit. Um, you know, everybody gets a ton of emails. People hate filling out surveys. Uh, the best way is to just have a conversation. And this is a saying I, I kind of routinely say is, you know, there's one thing that's always free and that's people's opinion. 
And so, you know, once you start talking to people and you ask them a certain open-ended question, they're more than likely gonna share how they feel about it or their opinion about it. And then once they're open to sharing their opinions, everybody's got a lot of them. So all you have to do is record and listen and listen and listen. And so the most effective way for us has been actually doing demos of our product, showing it to people, walking them through a use case, and then them giving their feedback as to, can it do this? Can it do that? Oh, this would help me do this. I have a pain point here. It would be great if your tool could help us solve this challenge. Um, and then at the end, the last question we always ask is, tell us what our product does for you or tell us how our product can help you. And that helps us get down to that final messaging piece that we're always looking for. You know, and so interactive conversations, asking open-ended questions, taking 30 minutes, 45 minutes based upon how much time you have available, and then always asking that question of how does our product help you or can it help you? And then just letting people kind of talk and give their feedback. And then, you know, obviously some of the feedback may be bad and they can say, I can't use this or no, this is too difficult or um, there's too many steps or it can be something that's positive, but you also need to be willing to take that feedback and take that criticism. So I, I think one of the things is as you're building companies, as you're building messaging, you know, embrace mistakes, be willing to take criticism and take people's opinions because sometimes the opinions will be very, very helpful in terms of your journey. Oh, and I think that that uh, definitely is a, is a great way to attach it and, and to approach it. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we want to, because emails are easy, right? In other words, hey, fill out this form or do an email. One is you're going to get, you're directing them when you have a specific format or template that they're going to fill out. What do you think about the product? you're going to, a lot of times you're going to get not the very helpful feedback. You're, they're not going to talk as much. You're going to, if they do it, most time they ignore it. They're going to try and just breeze through it because they're doing it to you just to be nice or the courtesy. Whereas if you can get people talking about your product, talking about what they like or don't like, I, I love the approach because I think it helps them to open back up and you're going to get, learn things that you would otherwise wouldn't have caught when you go through that or go through that experience of, of just talking with them and seeing what feedback they have and what they think and where, what they think is the value there. Yeah, it's, um, it, but the, the one thing that's interesting, and this has been our approach from the beginning, the more people we talk to, certain trends will start to rise to the top. So, you know, whether you're doing an email or whether you're doing a survey, you know, based upon the number of responses, you're going to see certain themes come up. And what we've done is as we've talked to more and more people, we listen to everybody. We take everybody's feedback into account, but then the trends that repeat themselves move higher on the board in terms of what needs to be shared. You know, like, um, and that goes for product development feedback. That also goes for messaging feedback, which is some people are going to see it from more. If you ask two people, you're going to get, you could get two differing opinions on it. However, if you ask a hundred people, over the course, statistically, you're going to see some trends develop. 
And that's what you want to focus on, especially when it comes to messaging. No, and I like that because I mean, I think that the, the difficulty is, is, you know, you can't listen to every negative feedback because some of it is just going to, you know, sometimes people's feedback is going to be very specific to them. Sometimes you're just going to get someone that's critical of everything and you don't want to be forever chasing down every possible rabbit hole to try and please every customer. You just don't have the time and it's probably not going to have that return that you're looking for. And yet I love the approach that if you're saying, hey, what is the reoccurring theme? What are we hearing from multiple customers? And they're not going to say the exact same way, but if you're saying, hey, here's what really they're, they are telling us and we're hearing this in different ways and different or different manners, then you're going to then be able to figure out what to focus on and what to target and how to improve either the messaging and or the product. And we've talked a lot about the messaging, but it can also be that product development, that enhancements, that changes, because you may say, hey, we love the messaging. If it did what you said it would do, it would be great. But now here's my problem. Here's where it's not working or here's where I'm having a hard time using your product is also very valuable. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think it's it's on both sides. You know, just interviews are very important. I, I think just talking to either trying to, when you're trying to narrow down your target customer, interviews are important. When you're trying to figure out what you're messaging, what works, what doesn't work, interviews are important. When you're trying to figure out where your product should go or what your customers want in your product, interviews are important. And then just collecting that feedback across the board can be so helpful because you're going to find out who actually your value proposition sticks for. Then you're able to find out how to talk to your target customer. And then you're able to continuously please your target customer because they're telling you how to improve your product more and more. No, and I think that that definitely makes sense and absolutely agree with that. So well, we've hit on a lot of things uh, throughout the podcast, a lot of, I think, takeaways. And I'd say the overall theme is talk to your customers, which is a great thing. But, you know, they're, even within that is how do you talk with them? What do you talk to them about? How do you take that feedback? What does that feedback mean? And all those things. So a lot of things that people could and probably should be doing within their business. And yet, as a, a business owner, you always have way more things to do than ever you have time to do them. So as, uh, you know, as we wrap up the podcast, if people are looking to say, okay, if you were to give them just kind of one thing to get started on, one thing that they should be um, getting to work on or otherwise executing on, they will get them started down this path to improve their product and their product messaging. What would that one thing be? I would say to get started on the pathway of it is to, I'd say, write, you take a piece of paper or you take a document and you split it into two columns and you need to write on one column what you think your messaging is for your product, what you think your value proposition is for your product, who you think your target customer is for your product, and what people would use, what people would say to describe your product on one side of it. On the other side, the other column is the feedback you get from people. What actually do people say when you ask them those questions? How do you get value from my product? How would you describe my product? Who, is, who would be a perfect customer for your product? And then compare those side by side and continuously do that. That will lead you down the path of one, we know who we're selling to, we know how to talk to them, we know what's important to them, and we know what, how to describe our product to them. And that's where I would start first and foremost, the two column sheet, 
and then, you know, start talking to people. Hey, I think that that is uh, definitely some great takeaways and, and certainly plenty to get started on and execute with. So, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. It has been a fun, it's been a pleasure. Now for all of you that are listeners, um, you know, if you can do us a favor, make sure to click subscribe, make sure to leave a review, make sure to share with everyone because we want to make sure that we really can help as many startups and small businesses out there by helping them get, garner and gain that expertise in the various areas that you need to be, uh, be successful. So if you can make sure to uh, leave, a, leave a review, subscribe and share, that would be awesome. Um, also, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks or anything else with your uh, business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some of us, our time with us to chat here at Miller IP Law, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Ray, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun, it's been a pleasure and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. All right. Thanks a lot, Devin. Thanks for having me. Always a great conversation. Absolutely.